Welcome back to Chatting with Copywriters Season 2. I'm your co-host, Kimberly. And I'm Bobby. This season, we have more of your favorite ad breakdowns. Insider marketing and copywriting tips. Interviews and more wacky questions that lead into interesting marketing subjects. In this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, Bobby and I are going to be talking about the 30,000-foot view of the launch copy you need to launch your next course, product, or service. But before we dive too far into that, of course, Bobby and I always like to have a little bit of a chat about something very random and then relate it back to marketing. So for today, Bobby, what is my question? So Kimberly, you have been... If I remember correctly, you travel a lot and you've been pretty much around the world in, you know, a lot of different areas. I want to know what is your favorite view and why? Oh man, you don't pick the easy ones, do you? (laughs) Oh, it wouldn't be fun if I picked easy ones. Ah, okay. My favorite view. Oh boy. What is my favorite view? You know what? I, I have an easy one. Actually, I'll just go with this. I don't necessarily have a favorite, but one of my most memorable views, um, I was living in a little tourist town. It had a, a population of a whopping 2,000 people, but during high season had a whopping 5,000 empty beds. <laughs> and one of the reasons people would uh, come, to this, come to the city you can call it a city, I guess, come to the little town, is to go dolphin swimming or to go whale watching. But, you know, those were incredibly expensive, and I was there during winter, so that would have been incredibly cold, and I had no interest in it. But they had this awesome walk. And uh, in New Zealand, all of these walks, uh, the definition of, like, a trail, you know, for you and I, like, you go to a park, and there's trail markers, and, you know, it's away from everything else, right? It's just a walk through the woods or something, but it's away from other things. Well, it was really common in New Zealand for the walks to, like, go through people's farms, and they'd have these really strange little... Uh, oh, England does that, too. They have footpaths that'll just... It goes all over the country, and you can walk through anywhere. Like, there's some that go through buildings and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's very strange, too, because, um, you know, all of these... Uh, all of these paths, like, they're not clearly marked necessarily you're kind of like do I see a tread pattern through this cow field <laughs> um but for this particular walk it didn't actually go through people's homes but it did like go through a random neighborhood like you had to find the little thing but at the very very top it was on a peninsula it was on a cliff and you could see like the difference between the storm clouds and the ocean and I I love you know just watching the waves crash against all these amazing rocks and be like, wow, I'm really glad I'm not down there because then like you'd get hit over and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it had this amazing walk. I did it, I don't know, a couple, probably a dozen times while I lived there because it was one of the few free things to do in town. Also one of the few things to do in town, basically. Um, <laughs> but it was gorgeous. And uh, yeah, uh, that was one of my favorite views is just kind of seeing all the changing of the landscapes uh, throughout the many walks in New Zealand, but especially in Kaikoura. How about you? So uh, my favorite view is actually the view from the cockpit of a plane. And that makes sense. I am it not does, it does, it, it does, it does. So there's something to be said for, you know, if you're on the ground and you're walking around and I mean, obviously you can have amazing views, but it's when you get up, when you get up to a thousand feet in the air, 2000, 3000 feet above the, um, above the terrain. And in a small plane, we don't really go too much more than 3000 feet. And that's really if we're only doing maneuvers and or, you know, other things like that. But um, it, 
you you can see for miles and miles and miles. You almost get to the point where you're high enough where you really do start to see the cur- you, the true curvature of the Earth, which is just really cool to see. You know, and of course, you know, you have the weather patterns. And you have there's just so much around, and. Look, there's something to be said for, you know, being down there with your street map and going, okay, turn left on Broadway. Well, there is no left on Broadway in the air. So you you get to, you just, it's, you know, when you're used to things like, you know, turn at the tree, depending on where you <laughs> live, right? The fourth stump, turn right at the rock. My um, favorite direction I ever got was turn left at the llama. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, what happens if the llama wasn't there? You didn't turn left? Uh, no, it's like someone's pet llama, I think. So. That's awesome. <laughs> Always there. <laughs> That's so awesome. But you don't get those types of instructions because some of those things you just can't see. So exactly. it's one of those ideas if you can't see the forest for the trees, if you're really down low, but when you're up high, you get a much bigger, much broader view. You can see much farther, which is what we're actually talking about today. We're talking about that 30,000 foot view. And you know, in, in the general speaking terms, the 30,000 feet is really funny is it's actually an aviation term. So 30,000 feet is where the, you know, commercial aircrafts in general fly up and down from there a little bit. Good to know. Good to know. That's, that's where the term came from. It's the 30,000 foot view, right? It's what does it look like from, you know, way all the way up there and everything looks different, but you also get to see much more of the bigger picture, which is what we're talking about with launches today. And it's really interesting that both you and I, um, both of you and I, our favorite view was all about being up and being up high. Up to see everything. Up was high, up high, see far. You know? And look, I know people whose favorite view is that macro view. They love to get really in close to like the flowers because, you know, or photographers <laughs> that aren't landscape photographers that they get, you know, they'll get really in close. And so sometimes you do miss everything else that's going on around. So when you're able to take it back and you enjoy the bigger picture, bigger view, you get to understand that it's not just... It's not just one thing that makes up the beautiful picture. It's everything. Although I will say if I were to get that close to a flower, I would just end up sneezing and I would not have a good shot. (laughs) Oh, that's what zoom lenses and macro lenses are for, sweetheart. Uh, No, that's still too close to the pollen. But you're right, you know, uh, with with those 30,000 foot views or the 3,000 foot view even from a plane or, you know, even um, I'm not entirely sure. I'd probably like, I don't know, a thousand meters above sea level or something. I don't really know the Mm -hmm. the exact numbers there. Uh, But there's so much more you can see and realize how there are so many different things that make up that picture. And it's the same case in launches. There are so many things that make up the entire flow. And, you know, it's really common for a lot of people to just kind of think, oh, in order for me to launch, I need a sales page. That's it. I get that sales page up and then I can sell it. And they kind of forget all of the other things that need to connect to it because, you know, as we're talking about with that big picture, there are so many other things that influence your ability for even one part of your funnel to work well. Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't matter what launch formula, launch um, template you're using. So there's, there's product launch formula. There's a couple of different ones. There's the webinar formula. And then there's, you know, my favorite that I I love with people is the S and P formula, also known as spray and pray, (laughs) you know, right. So there's, there's whatever formula or template or process that you use to launch your product. It's more than just one thing. It's not, oh, I just need, I need an email, right? Because I'm going to send it out to my, to my list or I need a sales page or even, 
you know, Hey, I've got some things done. I need an upsell page. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. So what we want to talk about today is kind of the wild overview of here's almost everything that really goes into a launch from start to finish. And there's a couple of things where it's, it's not all mandatory. Some parts are pulled out, you know, some parts are pulled out depending on the, t- the type of launch that you're doing. But let's, I would say, let's start at the beginning. And what would you, Kimberly, consider to be the first kind of stage of the entire launch um, So there are two kind of paths that you can go on um, if you're talking about a launch. One is people who are already on your list, and then one is people who are not on your list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, let's talk about the people who are not on your list and you want to bring them into your list. So one of the first pieces of uh, copy that somebody might interact with could be an affiliate email right? It's a, it's a message that you get a community of other people to send out to their list. Now, of course, a lot of people will create their own, but you want to give them something to start with. You want to give them a starting point. You want to give them like a template. of a, swipe copy. Or swipe copy, right? Swipe yes, copy. our favorite phrase, swipe copy. You want to give them swipe copy only because you want to make it as easy as possible for them to send this information out. And there are things that the people they're sending to need to know. Right. So you want to have a slice copy of some kind for people who are not on your list. That's one way they can find you. Another way they can find you is Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever kind of ads method you would like to use. Right. So creating ads that specifically talk to people who do not know who you are yet. Right. They have a problem, but they're not necessarily aware of who you are or what solution you're offering. Um, so that's, that's another section of how they're going to move to the next step. Um, we've we've talked about the stages of awareness before, and all of this comes into play here. Absolutely. And you know, that's only two different paths. Um, and that's for two different paths that people can come into your list that don't know you yet. And then there's the path where people do know who you are and you need to let them know that you're about to send them information about this new, great, wonderful thing you're going to have. And that's usually going to be an email and it could be a content forward email or it could be a promotion forward email. Hey, I'm about to release something new. Or it could be a method of saying, you know, here's something I found with a lot of people. I get a lot of questions around that. Hey, I've created something and I'm about to let you know about it. Uh, so that's four different ways, four different separate pieces of copy uh, that you can bring people just to that kind of first awareness stage of I have something new uh, that you might want to hear about. And I know there's more, I'm sure. So Bobby, uh, I'm going to let you take away the next, the next segment. I was going to say, I think you, I think you kind of hit the, the, how they get into the funnel, so to speak in one way, yes. shape or form, right? It, it really comes, it comes down to pretty much ads, emails, or whatever your social media major platform influence is, right? You know, mm-hmm. so that could be the tweet or the snap or all the, you know, there's a ton, ton of different names for all of those different platforms. So wherever Insert it is, your audio. social media here, exactly right. So there's, there's the organic side and then there's, there's the paid side, right? So those are the two ways that people get in from there. It diverts depending on what formula or launch path you're, you're following, right? You can either go to the webinar, which contrary to popular belief, if you are not used to speaking about it in front of an audience, it actually can be scripted. And that's not just let me 
let me write down everything. You can go, you know, simple bullet points if you're okay talking off of that, or mm-hmm. you can go, you know, full blown script in, in those types of things. Um, so there's that. Then there's the if you don't do the webinar, or maybe you do and you do the other thing. There's you know there's little you know content video snippets which are usually between that five and thirty minute long. Um, you know, there's two, three, you know, sometimes five of those, which is in really that pre-launch phase, right? So this is, you haven't opened up your sales cart yet. You're just giving people knowledge and education and information about what it is that you're about to turn around and offer them for sale. So that next stage, once you've brought them into the basic awareness that something is coming, that next segment is provide value and information and education before you even mention anything about sales and price points and any of that type of stuff. Absolutely. And then, you know, what you've mentioned is the next big stage, but of course Mm -hmm. you have to get them to that big stage. So, you know, your videos, (laughs) they don't live alone, right? The videos are hosted on a page somewhere. So you need the copy around the page that's talking about the videos. You need the messages that send them to those videos, or you need the messages that send them to that webinar. And then you need the messages to remind them to show up to the webinar. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, um, you know, it's becoming more and more common that if you want a successful launch, uh, you're going to have to have a high level of interaction. Um, More people, you know, they want to ask questions. They want to be able to interact. They want to engage. So creating some kind of guide or creating some kind of uh, material that they can use during the webinar to write stuff down so that they engage or creating poll questions to ask questions while they're on the line. All of those are other things that kind of support that next step of providing really high value information. Fun fact um, (laughs) for a a launch that I I recently did, just the pre-launch content aspect of it. Mm. So not even getting to the sales of any kind, 30 emails is what I wrote for the pre-launch content. And it's, you know, there was, that's not, it's not all sequential. A good bit of them were sequential, but then there was the sequential for people that we know. There's the sequential for people that we didn't know. There's the sequential for people that didn't open specific emails and all sorts of stuff. So it was about 30 emails. Yeah. 30 emails that I wrote just for the pre-launch content of getting people to the point where they might be ready to buy once we open the cart. Absolutely. So, you know, there's all of those supporting assets that's, and this is all material, mind you, that has not led to talking about the sale yet, right? This is all, uh, basically it's prepping your audience, letting them know that there's something they might be interested in, giving them that really high value information. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you're going to lead them further down, of course, but this all happens before you officially launch anything. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's massively part of it. And really what it touches in on is if you want to geek and nerd out about some of the psychology behind it is it's one of the, one of the laws of reciprocation actually. And that is you're giving away content for free. You're giving away knowledge for free. You're not asking for anything. I mean, you might be asking for an email, which, you know, some people give, some people don't, but it's what it's about is you're providing value to somebody and it's real value, not I'll give you the good meat and potatoes of this after you pay me. So you, you trigger 
this law of reciprocation, which is a, it's an unwritten natural law that everybody kind of falls into. It's, oh my gosh, I got this from somebody. I owe them something in return. And it doesn't always come out as I'm going to buy their product, but you know, later down the road, they're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Thank you. You can get, to, you can get wonderful testimonials. And there's a lot of stuff that you can get from this, but we're compelled as a species to give back to somebody that gave us something you know, first. And so that's kind of the psychology and why it is so important to set up your launch with a lot of this pre-launch content. Absolutely. And one of the things, you know, that I really harp on in all of my stuff is, you know, help should be at the heart of all of your marketing campaigns. How are you helping your audience when you approach it from that place? Because here's the thing, right? People are looking for help with what you do. They may not know that you do that. They may not, uh, you know, be aware that there is a solution, but people are going to Google every day and they're, they're typing in that search phrase. So when you already have them on your list or when you're trying to get them onto your list, being able to give them something of high value, that's exactly what they're looking for. You know, they want to say thank you for that. They want to kind of, you know, I'm going to say, yes, I, I'm a little bit interested in hearing more from you because what you gave me was valuable to me. And, uh, you know, that's another uh, aspect that coming, we kind of glossed over a bit, but you know, if you do get somebody into your funnel, uh, from a freebie of some kind, like a checklist or a download, or, you know, what's really common, especially for, if you're talking about affiliates, you know, people say, I like this blueprint they've just created. They're going to host this training, what have you. So getting them to then consume that content is also a series of messages or a series of, uh, you know, information that you kind of want to give to them because, you know, I've seen some stats of something like 60% of people who request something free don't open it. Um, and it's partially because, you know, we all have crowded inboxes, right? And we all kind of want to, that sounded really great, but then we got distracted or, you know, you had to confirm your email or something. So, you know, just kind of reminding people, what is the benefit you're going to get by opening this message from me? Um, so that's kind of yeah, all of the stuff that we're talking about that's pre-launch, right? You haven't opened the cart yet. You haven't tried to sell something yet. And it's, uh, you know, as, as Bobby was saying, right, that one she just created, 30 emails before talking about, hey, I've got something for you now. Uh -huh. no. So, you know, we've been talking about all of the stuff that you need to create for this launch. And we're, we're looking at the 30,000 foot view, which is what leads to what, right? If you're kind of, you know, in one of Bobby's planes, 3,000 feet into the air, um, you know, you've got those buoys leading out into the ocean all the way back to shore. And you can kind of see how they're all connected. Um, and if one of those gets cut, then the part that's farther away, which is the sail, it floats off, right? And you, uh, you, you don't get people to move past that if you're not creating that really high quality copy and interaction with your customers beforehand. So we've really covered, you know, all of the things that you need to kind of get people ready for your launch. Because one of the things I think both you and I have found is when somebody just is like, oh, I just need the sales page. And you say, oh, I've got this new great thing. Here's the sales page and no one has heard from you before, it's a lot harder to move them uh, through, yeah, absolutely. through that process. So all of those pre-things are incredibly important. So do you have anything else to add on uh, what you need in place, the copy assets and marketing assets you need in place before you do any kind of selling for your launch? You know, it's, it's kind of the, the old thought process of, 
when you think you have enough, I guarantee you need more. Right. And it, I mean, then that's, re- that's really what it is because some people don't open everything. Um, you know, the ones that do open everything are very excited. The ones that don't open everything you could, you can write and write and write and give them all of this wonderful content and you'll still get to the end of your cart closed and they'll be like, I didn't even know you were selling anything. <laughs> it's like, all right, man, you know, I, I, I don't know what more I could do. And really what it comes down to is one extra email is not necessarily going to hurt anything. As long as you give them the option of opting out of those types of messages, which we can discuss, you know, at a later date is the, you know, how to properly set up opt outs when they're on your list. Absolutely. So thank you for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talked about the 30,000 foot view of a funnel, all the copy you need before you actually start selling. Make sure to tune in next week where we finish our topic about the 30,000 foot view on funnels and talk about all of the assets you need to do the selling, cross-selling, upselling, and all the other goodies in between. In this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, Bobby and I... Seriously, that needs to go on the outtake at the end of this episode. Boop, boop. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. If you like this episode, feel free to smash that subscribe button so you get future episodes delivered to your favorite digital device. We'd love your ratings and reviews, so take a few seconds and let us know what you think. Also, if you want to be on an episode, visit our website at chattingwithcopywriters.com slash guest. <laughs>